0: Hi, this is Leslyn from Try This At Home. Have you ever had the thought, is that normal? Today, we're gonna try and define normal and we'll share some thoughts about it. So grab a cup of coffee or a glass of wine and listen in.
1: When your day goes south or your relationship gets salty, you need tools that will turn it around. With decades of experience, and a variety of perspectives between them. Leslie Sleesman and Leslin Kantner bring you tips and tricks for solving problems, increasing happiness, and creating your best life. Together, they're sharing ideas you can take home and try. Each week, their discussion will zero in on one idea, one technique, or one activity that has the potential to make your life a little better. And now, here is Leslie and Leslin with Try this at home.
0: Good morning, Leslie. Good morning, Les. how are you? Good. Good. I can't complain. Feeling
2: better than I was last week. Awesome. Yes. I think this one might get me. This <laughs> topic. <laughs> Well,
0: as your prior therapist, I know that you're not exactly normal. <laughs> uh, preach it! Yes, that is true. Actually, I'm I'm, I'm very kidding. Um, you know, it's an interesting. I'm often getting questions: Is this normal? Do I? Am I normal? Right. And people are afraid, interestingly enough, of not being normal. Right, and. Often, some of the reasons people come to therapy is because their behavior is abnormal, right? I mean, sure. psychology is the study of abnormal behavior. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So, I thought it would be fun to talk about normal
2: and what is that? What is it really? Yeah. So, what? I mean, I don't know. Do you want to know what I think normal is? Sure. Okay. So, I guess when I think about what is normal, I think about a bell curve. And mm-hmm. I really think mm-hmm. about most. So I think about what do most people do mm-hmm. in a given situation. Mm-hmm. And for me, that is how I think of normal. Whatever that most is, is normal for me. Right. And so that's kind of the the classic social psychology
0: definition, right? Matter of fact, social psychologists define normal using bell curves and a bell curve is really the plotting of data right and it's what's really interesting in psychology is that the majority of data kind of falls into this pattern that looks like a a bell or right? a hill
2: yeah a, or a hill right
0: mm-hmm. and so when we think about normal we generally speak that it's one or two standard deviations from the mean which is the middle right, right? and a standard deviation is just a percentage away from the center mm-hmm. based on the the outliers and i think that we we like where our culture <laughs> our human need is to categorize yes. right mm-hmm. yeah and so we seem to have this requirement to label and categorize categorize thing I still can't say see. <laughs> we seem to have this need to label and categorize things in a way that makes sense. Yeah, and, and so we're presented with a lot of information all the time, and that's how our brain sorts it out. Right. But right. the problem about using the word "normal" mm-hmm. is, well, I mean, one of the big problems is normal is different for different people. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. It's different for different age groups. It's different for men and women. Yep. I mean, is it normal for a man to stand up and pee?
2: I, I tried to make that not normal in my house. But <laughs> I just wanted it to be clean. <laughs> so, since I'm not a man and I don't frequent
0: men's restrooms, I don't know the answer to this <laughs> other than urinals. Urinals are designed to be standing, to stand up. That yep. much I do know. Yep. And you don't find urinals in women's restrooms. Right. And it's not normal then for women to stand up and pee. Correct. Right? Yep. And yet it used to be normal. For people to smoke, now right. it's not. So normal right. is kind of a moving target, right? Yes, yes. It's It changes over mm-hmm. time. Yep. And some of the things that we think of as abnormal are actually quite normal for the, the circumstances in which they tend to exist. So give me an example. So the thing that comes to mind is the way people grieve, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Some people and some, and it's uh, maybe common in some cultures for people to be very vocal and demonstrative in their grieving process. Like what you would think of someone like in hysteria, kind of. That's right. Yeah. And then there are other cultures and situations where grieving is very stoic. Mm -hmm. So is one of them abnormal? Right. Yeah. No, they're both normal. They're both normal in the context. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. But if you try to put both of those cultures on one curve, you're not going to get a me. Right. Right? Yeah. So it's It's always very difficult to uh, classify a particular thing as normal if, if you're not clear on what the context of the parameters
2: yeah. of that particular context is. So my type A self doesn't like this at all. First <laughs> of all, let me just tell you that. Doesn't like um, what? That, that it's variable? Well, in some instances, mm-hmm. yes. Because I particularly like knowing that things are right or wrong or... Oh, boy. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> don't you miss all this, <laughs> headcase? Case. So for me, not knowing like if it's right or wrong or normal, because sometimes I think that can be interchangeable, right? You don't know if something is wrong if you think it's normal.
0: I'm going to say that's part of the problem, that we're We're applying the the sentiment
2: of right or wrong to things when that's not the issue at all. But don't you think that there... See, I'm going to say but. I like so desperately want you to agree with me, (laughs) even though you're not going (laughs) to. But there are instances where knowing the right or wrong thing is like imperative to someone's safety or other things. Like, I guess the example that I'm thinking about is normal. And I know that education can be very, like, tricky. And obviously, I have kids that learn in different ways. So I'm I'm very well aware of this. Mm-hmm. But, like, we look at children and how they learn. And we have these benchmarks that we, we know that the, quote, unquote, normal mm-hmm. children or the kid, the most children meet these certain benchmarks by certain times Mm -hmm. and if you don't meet them does it mean that there's anything wrong with you well no but it might be an indicator that you need to like look into something and so it might be it might Mm -hmm. be exactly Mm -hmm. but without in my mind without normal you're like anything goes and like I think things could be chaotic or overlooked I hope it's, I'm doing a good job explaining that. I don't so, feel like I am.
0: <laughs> so I think you're asking something different than what was what you said first, because at first there was this right and wrong element right. of what is normal. And I didn't hear that in this particular question. Yeah. So there is definitely, and if we use education as an example, right. it's typical slash normal sure. for yep. children to go to school. Right. And we use benchmarks to to figure out if they're advancing. Similarly to other children in their age groups. Mm -hmm. But I think we have, again, we have to sit back and look at is that right or wrong? We can't bring
2: it. Yeah, you're right. That instance is not an example of right or wrong. I guess in that instance, we're saying, like, okay, normal children can do X by this time period. And if your child, who is beautiful and loved and perfectly fine, can't do it by that time, it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with where they are, it just means they might need to get different help or different, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not getting the most out of the way that things are being presented to them. And so they need... So does that make it wrong? No, No. definitely not wrong. But that's where, like, having a standard of normal feels, like, good to me. But remember, it's
0: only normal as compared to a subset of a particular population. That's right. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I just finished reading Where the Crawdads Sing. Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. Book recommendation people. <laughs> it's I haven't been able to stop thinking about it, to be honest. Yeah. It was that kind of a book. Yeah. And this girl is raised in the marshes of North Carolina. Her parents leave her 10 years old. She's literally living in a shack in the marsh by herself. She goes to school one day. Mm -hmm. and everybody makes fun of her as the marsh girl. So every time the truant officers come to look for her, she runs and she hides. Sure. She starts collecting bugs and grasses, and she starts categorizing them, and then she meets this boy who teaches her how to read. Mm -hmm. Once she learns how to read, she literally becomes an expert. Now, listen, I know that this is a fiction story, right? but I wish it was real, because (laughs) it's such a... A great survival slash kind of talking about this. Yeah. Was it abnormal? Yes, most children right. were in school, right? But they, she actually wrote, ended up publishing her collections mm-hmm. and wrote books, and she got an honorary doctorate.
2: It sounds like educated. The book have you read that by no. Tara Westover? It, it sounds. I mean, obviously, it's not exactly the same. This the. Educated is a true story, but interesting. Um, it's about an outlier, right? Like, that's kind of what this exactly. is. Exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah, she was an outlier. So she absolutely, she wouldn't have fallen into this idea of a normal kid. Right. But it wasn't necessarily wrong, right? I mean, for us to classify it as right or wrong, and that's where I think we get into trouble when we try to classify or label or judge mm-hmm. that people, and if we use normal in the context of right or wrong, then we're judging. Yeah. And that's when people become afraid of judgment. If I dye my hair purple, mm-hmm. am I normal? Right. I don't now. I'm an outlier in all of the other 50-some-odd-year-old people <laughs> who dye their hair. Most of
2: them don't dye their hair purple. Right. But does is that wrong? No. But, but that's not something that, like, color doesn't. Have a right or wrong like that's you know what I'm saying like what to does? me that well I don't know like murder <laughs>
0: okay <laughs> so but then now we're talking about values right sure and I'm I'm playing a little bit of devil's advocate yeah, here yeah but it's I think that's becomes part of the conversation is that if I say that I mean I agree that taking someone's life is not of course a thing that I value yeah. right and. I would probably use the word wrong, even though I try very hard not to use the word right and wrong. Right. Except
2: when it comes to loading the dishwasher, <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a the right way to do it. Is that funny? Because that is the one thing that I could, I just yeah. don't even care how it's loaded. I'm kind of kidding, but <laughs>
0: if you don't, people feel very strongly about well, it, and like. I and I know that, and and that's why I say there's a little bit of truth in every kid, right? <laughs> and anyway, I'm just I don't want to take us too far off course, right. but I think that. We have to be very, very careful when we're thinking about normal, and it's the capacity for us to apply judgment when someone is in an outlier, and to accept that with every bell curve mm-hmm. there are tails. There's right, there's yeah, an end on either side, and there's people who fall outside right. or behavior that falls outside of what is considered normal. And we do need to use that. Is it? It's not normal for people to have horrible body odor, right? And we mm-hmm. would want to help someone yeah. in that case. Or so it's not
2: normal for people to have growths all over their body. I was, yeah, I was just going to say, like, all of medicine is is looking at what is normal. That's right. And, and that's the way that disease and illness are caught and cured is by finding those instances that are not within normal ranges. Right, right. exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And the same way for behavior, you know, people and grief is a great example of that because I will often have people come in and say, "I'm not crying, right? Is that normal? Am Mm -hmm. I normal?" Or, "I'm sleeping all the time. Is that normal?" Yeah, I yell a lot, Uh you know, or that. So these are the things that with behavior, eating, how much is you know how much is normal eating, and Mm -hmm. is that right? And I think in a lot of these cases, we have to ask ourselves. And this is another definition of
2: normal is what is normal for me? Right. Right. Do you think that looking, because it's, it kind of sounds to me like normal isn't as much the problem as it is placing judgment when someone does not fall within your own perception of normal? Well, for sure.
0: I mean, that's, I mean, we did a podcast last year, right? About judgment. And
2: that's often when we judge. (laughs) I think you leave your, I think you're, you're definitely at risk, for sure, of judging when you have strong, like, opinions of normal. But if you, you know, like, art isn't... Art is a great example of where being abnormal is the desired place to be, I would say. Mm. No one wants to create art the same as everybody else. That's not my perception of it. Right. But,
0: I mean, if we think about art in, if you know, if you are a realist than the normal way to paint realism. Well, true. You know, <laughs> yeah. there's a style that's considered normal for each technique. And Yes. This is why the conversation is so challenging. Right. Right? When we say, who does that? Right. We are essentially saying that person is engaging in something that falls outside the essence of what I consider to be normal. Right. Right. Or otherwise I wouldn't be asking who does
2: that. Yeah. Or fair or whatever, you know. But
0: isn't fair kind of the normal thing? Well, (laughs) you know. Yeah. I would I mean we we don't judge something as fair unless it's something everybody does and I benefit
2: from. Yeah. Or
0: there's equal opportunity. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Equalness kind of means that's the that's right. It's normal. It's there's half of the people that do this and half of the people that do that. Now hold that thought. We'll be right back. Hey everyone, it's Leslin. One of our goals this year is to grow the podcast audience and you can help. We would truly appreciate a share or a shout out if you found the ideas here helpful. Don't forget, you can always touch base with us personally on Facebook, Instagram, and on our website, trythisathomepodcast.com. And so carrying on with that idea of FAIR, I want to make it clear that abnormal doesn't have to interfere with fair as right. long as there's consensus. So I mean we and this is how convoluted this this concept really is and why it gets so problematic because we mix up all of these other elements. I don't know that fair really needs to be a part of what's normal. Maybe it's normal for in this family for the men to get two pieces of meat and in this family everybody equally divides what's available. You know, it it depends. What's normal is, on one hand, what's normal is what's typical for you. You right. know, my blood pressure runs like at one oh five over seventy, mm-hmm. which my size. I'm I'm a big girl. I'm you know five ten yeah. and yeah. not too thin, and. So I go in and get my blood pressure, and everybody's cranking it up and squeezing the crap out of my arm. Right. Because they expect my blood pressure, what would be normal for someone my size, Uh is in the 120 over 80 range. Right. But not for me. Right. You know, normal is, for me, Mm -hmm. is very different. Yeah. And so normal has kind of two contexts. One is what's normal for you, Mm -hmm. what do you do, and what's normal for The population at large social psychology says this is the norm at large Mm -hmm. and then the anthropologists kind of come in and say well all these little subsets have different normals
2: right which i think is totally fine and again i i like normal because normal sort of indicates to me where they're could be a problem with something, and I'm not talking about art or hair color or so. Se- I mean, not to diminish th- those categories, but that's not the stuff that I really focus on because I'm a pretty accepting person, even though it probably doesn't sound like it based on this conversation, <laughs> maybe. But it's it's sort of the more meteor things where I tend to want to look at normal and and kind of compare the situation. But never just say, oh, that's normal, so I'm going to believe it. It's like, okay, that is definitely what most people do in this situation, and that is not what is happening right now. So I need to think about this more.
0: So you bring up a good point, but I also think the, the what's at play here is that everybody with anxiety yeah. seeks to establish emotion, a sense of emotional safety. Anxiety does not feel good. It's yep. fear-based. And we... We rush to and we develop these habits of rushing to acquire a sense of comfort. Yes. Right? Comfort Mm -hmm. is emotional safety. Yeah. Yeah. And when we do that, our brain, just for for the sake of efficiency, seeks norm, a norm, because that's safe.
2: Yeah. Right. If everybody those pathways we were talking about that just get built that myelination,
0: right. Yeah. If everybody is doing it, then I must be, it, it, this is a safe space,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right? Mm-hmm. And so you're seeking the, the normalcy because that feels good. It's comfortable. You don't feel alone. You don't, you're not an outlier. You don't feel isolated. Right. And yet, in many, many circumstances, mm-hmm. it can be beneficial to be an outlier. You know, I love the explanation or the example of just what, 300 years ago, everybody, the norm, Mm -hmm. was a belief that the earth was flat. Yes. (laughs) Although, sadly, that belief is coming back. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's another story. (laughs) And those people are now outliers, (laughs) right? right? (laughs) Yes. But if we just, if we don't accept abnormal thinking, Mm -hmm. abnormal behavior, abnormal ideas, then nothing ever changes because it's outside of what's
2: everybody else is doing. Yeah, I run into that a lot on the message board near where I live. I've mentioned before, I live near a bunch of Amish people. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that have big, big problems with the Amish using animals as work animals. Mm. And they're going to kill these horses and the horses are thin and they're terrible and they treat their animals terrible. It's like, no, they just use them in a different way than Mm -hmm. you do. And where do you think the term horsepower in your car came from? Everyone had a horse that was a workhorse, Mm -hmm. you know. Hundreds of years ago. And those people just have not accepted the fact that the norm has changed for us, but not for another group, Mm -hmm. I think. And it doesn't mean that just because you use your horses in a work way that you're an animal abuser.
0: Yeah, and that kind of makes me think of this idea my mother used to say, just because everybody else does it, doesn't mean you have to do it.
2: Right, yeah. You know, and I think, here again... We we are just on the... We're recording this, like, the day after Mitt Romney just proved this, right? Like, mm-hmm. he stood up as the lone Republican who voted to find Trump guilty on the first article of impeachment. And he went against what was normal mm-hmm. for his party.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so abnormal mm-hmm. has, I mean, not being normal has value. Yeah, Abnormal um, has value. If, if it's normal for everybody to pick up their phone and disengage, <laughs> because that's kind of what's yeah, happening right, right now, right. does that mean that's something that you want to do? Or do you want to be abnormal? Right. You know, do you want to be the person who stops and helps a homeless of a, a mm-hmm. person on the street or do you want to be normal and just walk by him like everybody else right i think we really have to challenge this idea yeah
2: of what is normal yeah, um, you have to be flexible and willing to f- recognize that a, a normal exists for just about everything for everybody i mean there is some sure. some level of this for everybody and again i don't necessarily think that that's like wrong but i think you should be aware of it like we always say and Recognize that you might want to think through Mm -hmm. and not just accept that normal. Yeah, and generally speaking,
0: unless your life is really negatively impacted,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: you're probably not severely in an outlier, right? I watched a little YouTube video this morning about a man who foraged for food in Los Angeles, on the streets of Los Angeles, they made a three course meal out of items that okay. they found on the streets of Lo- that, uh, plants that they found on the streets. Oh, okay. yeah. I was going to ask if he was like digging in
2: trash or if he was like, no, no, no. finding no, no, no. flowers. No, no, no. Yes, and it, was,
0: okay. it was greens and, and berries and roots and yep. cactus and that kind of thing. Yeah. Now he spent a year mm-hmm. foraging. In nature, in, in the city. He lived in Florida, foraging yeah. his town, uh-huh. and did not buy one thing. He got ocean water, hydrated it, got salt. I mean, it was—I'm pretty sure there's probably a book out there. Wow. But I think that's not— He does not have a subscription service, which no. is interesting to me. <laughs> no, and that's not typical, right? Right. But yes. is it abnormal? By definition well, it's I think abnormal. it's abnormal but I also think it's kind of cool. But that's my point yeah. is that abnormal can be cool. Right. Abnormal doesn't have to be a bad thing and that's you don't uh, well,
2: yeah as point. long as you're not tying judgment to it. Or hurting someone. Right. Right. So how do you feel about, like, I'm just trying to play devil's advocate hurt sure. myself. So laws, right? Like, laws are a construct that says this is the normal way we want you to behave or to do certain things. Mm-hmm. What about that? I think because we live in
0: a society, mm-hmm. if we choose to participate in society, we have an obligation to humanity to conform to some things. Okay. Okay, and that's where I think the whole idea of murder comes by, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if we're choosing mm-hmm. to live, to be a part of society, then we, in that choice, we are making a an agreement, albeit a nonverbal agreement, mm-hmm. to manage our behavior so that it benefits the whole. And right. we're gonna have a really good podcast. We have this on our list yep. about kind of some of these big ethics questions. Yeah. So in terms of rules, if everybody is driving on the road at some crazy, you know, they're not driving in a lane and they're driving at different speeds, somebody's going slow, somebody's going really fast, people are going to get killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I agree with the idea that we establish parameters by which people drive on the highway so that we can all get to where we're going.
2: And I think that's the the emphasis for rules and laws. Kind of what you were talking about with like the flexibility and how things change. My dad, when he was teaching me to drive, always said, you have to go with the flow of traffic. Mm -hmm. If the, the speed on the highway is 60 and every car around you is going 75, you going the speed limit will be the cause of the accident. You have to go with the speed of traffic. And I think maybe that's I mean, there's obviously truth to that because I've been in that situation many times, but... I'm going to say you go with the normal speed of traffic. Well, with the, with the flow
0: of traffic. That's right. Not yeah. with the outliers. Not with right. the guy in the right lane that's going 45 and right. not with the guy in the left lane that's going but 95. Yeah, if, the,
2: if the flow is 75 and mm-hmm. a 60, you have to go with the flow or you, even though technically you're the one following the law and being quote unquote normal suddenly become abnormal you suddenly are thrust into being the outlier and now you're the dangerous one right and and i mean i don't know there's yeah. i mean if we this again this is why it's so
0: crazy because if you are part of a pack yeah and you know and everybody's jumping off a bridge does that mean you jump off the bridge? Isn't that
2: like the standby of parental sayings? Yes,
0: but it's true. <laughs> yes. You know, and it's it literally is that somewhere in there we are human beings with decision-making skills mm-hmm. and we have to be we have to be cognizant of that. Now, on the flip side of that, if you're a zebra and you break away from the pack, you have a, a higher chance of getting eaten, right? Right? Yeah. So, it's this norm thing is such a conundrum. Yes. That we have to use good reasoning and pay attention. I think it's a really powerful question. I don't think that we probably helped bring any clarity to the topic. But we just muddied the water. <laughs> we did a little bit. But I do, I think our burning question, I have one that really fits well today, and it's what defines you? what defines you? What is normal
2: for you? In everything or in a specific?
0: Well, I'm going to say that I think we should encourage our listeners. This is a burning question, right? It's <laughs> it's really about taking this home and thinking about it. What defines me? Is it a norm or is it an outlier? Is it something that I'm uncomfortable with? Is it something, you know, certainly we can say there's a lot of um confusion or questions here about sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, and what defines me. Am I somebody, am I a plain vanilla kind of person? And What's normal? I mean, my gosh, we could have a whole podcast of what's normal for sex. <laughs> because I'm constantly getting people in my office that... Oh my gosh, I bet you've heard it all. You really can't imagine. <laughs> and I don't want that to come across as a judgment. But it's, I thought I was an educated woman <laughs> until I started... Yeah. Therapy, uh, my therapy practice. And now, and that's really an interesting comment, yeah. right? Because yes. there's a norm that was I had in my head, right? This is the thing yeah. that I think is norm. And then I end up talking to a lot of people who are definitely in the outliers. Yes. But anyway, the question is what defines you? And that's our burning question for the week. Before we go, or maybe just to say to end this discussion, to really love. What Deborah Jenkins says in her TEDx Huntsville speech, and we're going to let you listen. And that's our discussion for today, everyone. We hope that you'll share this with people that you care about. And as always, we're super grateful that you took time to listen. Next week, our conversation is going to be about friendship, and we may turn that into two because it's a very deep topic. We hope you'll join us. If you have any questions or comments, reach out to us on our website or social media because That's where we'll answer back. So for now, this is Leslie and Leslin, hoping you will try this at home.
1: All perspectives and opinions expressed during this podcast are for educational and informational purposes only. There is no direct or indirect intention to provide psychotherapy or mental health services. If you are seeking counsel for individual circumstances, please consult with a local health professional.